0: hearing these wonderful songs, listening to the church sing them, and thinking about old times, and looking out and seeing faces I haven't seen in a long time, and it's just something about it that's real to get back in church, don't you think so? Good. I was just a while ago, an old friend I haven't seen for all, to wave at him, I guess, but it's been years since I associated with him, a boy, Jim Poole, used to run around with when I was a boy and now he was down in my home a while ago the first time he's ever at my place since we were well since I've been married and uh, Mrs. Woods you're invited to you come down and hear us preach she said well I used to hear him all the time and uh, <laughs> we used to walk together hunting and so forth and we he didn't he wouldn't say very much you know I talked all the time and I said the uh, won't you say something? He said, how can I? <laughs> I just had all the time took up. So it looks like it's kind of been that way with me. Kind of taking up time doing a lot of talking. I'm not getting anywhere, but... Uh, I'm glad to, today that I've changed my way of talking since them days. Talking about the Lord. I just love Him. I was talking to... Brother Ruddle, and he was telling me there, thank you, Brother Temple, I was talking to Brother Ruddle, and he came come down a few days ago and was talking to me and told me three dreams that he would dream, and I got two of them, I forgot the other one. I was trying to tell him what it was, As knee was a mirror trying to reflect and saying, you see how God reflects just like we reflect in a, in a mirror. He's certainly been good. Um... Uh, Brother Creech, is this your girl playing the piano? Yes, I didn't know where that was, Patty. How... Where is Patty? How... My goodness. I remember they lived down there. Well, right where they live now, just about like this little fellow sitting right here. And Mary chose, I guess Mary. Jim was standing there a while ago. His grandchild was standing there, and here come my grandchild in. I said we might as well get a walkie king and sit down, don't you think so? <laughs> but just beyond the river, that's the great place. That's where we're looking for. And it just isn't because I got getting old that I think about that. I started talking about that when I was just a little little bitty fella, young man, right in the prime of life. I believe that there was a land somewhere. We're going that way. Amen. I'm so glad of it. You know, uh, yeah, I don't say very much that amounts to anything, especially when you're just talking, but a lot of times I pick up something that I hear along in the Scripture, but sometimes the Lord gives me something, just tickles me to death when I get a hold of something that's real good. I just, oh, it just does me so much good. We all feel that way. I know, Brother Neville, you and Brother Brother Junior and all of you, you feel the same way when you get something the Lord gives you and you see it's just surreal. And the other night, I was preaching, I believe it was the tabernacle, and I struck something that's done me more good than anything I've thought of since I've been converted. And that was, I might repeat it again if it's all right, I know where you know where I'm going to, but it was that evidence of salvation. See, I. It just struck me, and I, I said it. I went home. I got my room, and I, I walked up and there was, I, I just had a little good time by myself, you know, just in there thinking about it. And here's what it was. I might pass it on to you just for a minute. I was talking about we are possessors of all things, everything's ours. They say that we're the crazy bunch, you know, but yet, after all, it all belongs to us. And uh, we might, that's the reason we act a little funny, you see, we're heirs of all things. And um, uh, I was thinking of, we possess love, joy, courage, we possess faith, love, and long-suffering, gentleness, patience, meekness. you couldn't buy that with no kind of money, no matter, there's not a... Go down and buy me a quarter's worth of patience. <laughs> Just couldn't do it. and uh, But yet, God gives us that. We possess that. That's our possession. And then, buy us a little faith. We'd be willing to give all we had for a little faith. You see. But it's given to us, and everything is free, coming from the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Then I thought of this. When Israel, once a slave, God's children in bondage down in Egypt. Now, that was God's heritage just as we are today. And then, we'll probably bring them something to eat, a bunch of molded bread, throw it out. And anything they get a hold of, kill one, it's just like killing a dog or anything else. And they long for a deliverance out of there. They've been in there 400 years. Then one day comes stomping down out of the wilderness, come a prophet with a a light following him. And he told them there's a land that's flowing with milk and honey, and God would give it to them. And he'd done signs and wonders to show them that he was not a bogus, a false something, but he was actually commissioned of God to take those people to that land. Now think of it. Their children. Slave drivers come by, want to kill one. That's all right. Nothing can be said. Don't want to take your young daughter over for uh, some havoc. Nothing can be said. Just have to stand there and let her go off. See? Your boy kind of got, didn't work just right. They want to kill him for it. Kill him. That's all right. Nothing can be said. But now they're told that they're coming out of this bondage and they're going to a land that's flowing with milk and honey, and they can have their own farm. They can raise their own stuff, feed their own children, send them to school, live in peace, and a great land, and it belongs to them. You know, that was a great promise. Think of what that meant. Well, this prophet done so many miracles among them, that they seen that he really was God's sent man. Well, out they went. Out into the wilderness, and when they got over to Kadesh Barnea. Now, the Kadesh Barnea is the judgment seat, it was at that day, to the world. Kadesh Barnea is a place where there's a great big spring and many little springs, little tributaries to this spring. Well, there they had a man among them, a great warrior named Joshua. Joshua is Jehovah's Savior. And Joshua went. Over into the promised land. Now remember, none of them had never been there. They didn't know where the land was actually there or not. They just by faith went for what was told them. That God had a place for them, and they was going to that place just by faith. Now think of that. Left Egypt and God brought them out, and now they're nearing that land. And when they get near the land. Joshua goes over into the land and brings back the evidence, crosses Jordan, goes over into Palestine, brings back the evidence, Great bunch of grapes that take two men to pack. And they could eat those grapes, and he said the land is just exactly what God said it was. Oh, what a freedom that was, where they could go now and they could... Have their own farms and raise their children and have and God's blessings up on them and live in peace with nobody's slave. How what? But finally, after they lived a good long life, they finally had to die. Yet being God's children. They went on for year after year, raising their crops and having their families and good peaceful life and then die. And then one day, down come the greatest warrior of all. The Lord Jesus, the Son of God, and He said, "There is a land where man don't die. In my Father's house is many mentions. If it wasn't so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place, and return to receive you. Now He's the prophet that comes speaking of a land just beyond the River Jordan, death where that." Even though you got your farms, you got your families, you're blessed of God, but yet you have to die, but yet there's a land beyond that Amen. where you don't die. Oh, That he came to Kadesh Barnea, Calvary, the judgment seat again, where the penalty of sin that caused man to die, it was met at judgment at his Kadesh Barnea. He paid the penalty of sin, died, crossed Jordan, the Jordan of death, and rose up on the third day, coming back and said, "'Feel me, a spirit don't have flesh and bones like me.'" Got something to eat, eat fish and bread. And he was with them for forty days, proving, like Joshua, that the land was there. He's the evidence of the land there. Now, he said, "'All that will believe this, go ye to all the world, preach the gospel to every creature.'" He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned." Then, on the day of Pentecost, he sent back the earnest of this place, the assurance, the evidence that this land is real. Just like Joshua brought back the evidence, Jesus brought the evidence of the Holy Ghost. Now we reckon ourselves dead. We're buried with him in baptism unto his death and we raised with Him in the resurrection, and now we are in already, not we're going to, we're already raised. Oh, my. We are now, not will be, we are now tonight sitting in heavenly places. How? In Christ Jesus. Not we will be some other time. We are now. The church don't realize who they are. We are now, right this minute, how in Christ Jesus, assembled together in Him, already raised from the dead. Our souls is immortal. Now let's stop this a minute. Here once we used to lie, steal, cheat, fight, curse, everything else, and then we confessed all that sin. Then we were buried with Him in baptism. And raised up with him. And when we come up, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the evidence. The evidence of this good land. And then that Spirit that comes upon us brings us up from that lying, stealing, and all that stuff back there. And now we have raised up with him. Now, sitting with him up here in heavenly places, Amen. our souls are absolutely already. While well, William Brennan's been dead for 30 some odd years, i become a new creature. Amen. That old man died. I looked back there talking to that friend of mine this afternoon. He said, You remember when we used to do so and so? You remember we throw that boy in the water that night, nice snowing? I said, Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Hmm? Remember that time we go to stick that pin in that frog when he's griller like that? Yeah, I said remember that. And all these things that we done, I thought you know that's when I was, that's when I was, that's when I was a dead. See? But now I'm alive. <laughs> oh, I don't do that now. We're sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and now we have the earnest of our salvation, the first payment. The thing costs ten thousand dollars, and he give us the first thousand. See. This is the first tenth of our earnest, which we've already raised from sin and unbelief up into the resurrection with Christ, and now setting together in heavenly places with that evidence like Joshua brought back. Amen. The land there and we're on a road. Amen. Amen. No more death, can't die. And they tell you sometimes, Brother Branham died, don't you believe that? <laughs> Brother Branham can't die. See. That's right, I can't die done dead. Now, William Branham died a long time ago. <laughs> about 30 years ago or better. About 32 years ago. I've been preaching about 32 years. So he died even before that. But now, this is a new creature. Russell Creech. A new creature. He that little boy used to run around down there and blow a cart? Armand uh, Neville, ain't that little boy that used to be in... And, and, uh, Brother Ruddle, ain't that little boy that used to be, you know? And Brother Jackson, and all these others—they're not them fellows. All of you brothers and sisters, we're not them people we used to be. Amen. We are—we are new creatures, Amen. new creations. Amen. You don't have to worry about. It. We're already Amen. up here. Look Amen. where we was. Look where we are now. Amen. New creations in Christ. Amen. Oh,
1: Amen.
0: Uh-huh. Amen. Now, you know, Russell. I feel like I could almost sing that song that every time I hear it, I thank you, Sister Creech. I'll fly away, oh glory. I'll fly away in the morning.
1: <laughs>
0: yes, sir. Remember we used to sing that? Well, I die, hallelujah, by and by. I'll fly away. <laughs> Amen. I like that. And as we begin to get older and hair. Turning, gray, shoulders, stooping. That just means more to us than ever, you see. Because a kid looks forward. Who's he going to marry? How's he going to educate his children? And that's all over. Then it's just about done, man, you see. Then you're facing the setting of the sun. But just think, brother, there is nothing but what we have. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: We got love. We got joy. We got peace. We got life. We got, we possess death. Right? The Bible said we do. We possess death. It belongs to us. We don't belong dead. It belongs to us. Say, <laughs> so what are you going to do with death? It's like Paul said, when he come knocking at the door, said, have you come to escort me across the river? A <laughs> well, writer once said, God hooked death to a buggy, and the only thing he can do is pull you in the presence of God. Amen. That's <laughs> all. Oh, can't die. He <laughs> stepped death to a buggy, and the only thing he can do is pull you out right of the presence of God. Amen. It's just the mascot to come to pull you across the river. Amen. That's all it is. So there's nothing can bother us anymore. Paul said, when death come rolling down through the, the time for him, he said, oh, death, where is your sting? Amen. He said, we're going to take you out the grave. He said, that grave, where is your victory? I possess you too. <laughs> then he turned around and said, thanks be to God who gives us the victory Amen. through our Lord Jesus. And we got it, brother. That's it. It's all over. Well, Sister Snelling used to sing an old song. I don't guess any of you probably remember Sister Snelling. I was older the other day. She used to sing a little Pentecostal Jubilee about, let's go on, let's go on talking about this good old way. Let's go on, let's go on talking about the Lord. <laughs> Did you ever hear it? Amen. Feeling so much better just talking about this good old way. I'm feeling so much better. I'm talking about the Lord. Amen. That's it. All right. Let's talk to him just a minute now in a word of prayer before we start in reading his word. While we have our heads bowed, our eyes closed, and the cures of the day passing by now, we've assembled in his name and in his presence. Would there be some here could remember something that you'd like to be remembered before God, just raise up your hand, and then by that, God just remember me, our Heavenly Father, the infinite God who knowed before the world was ever formed that we'd be standing here tonight. You've seen those hands. You know what's behind each of them, what laid beneath the heart that that hand was raised over. I pray for them, Father, that you'll answer according to your great riches and glory in your power. We thank thee for this church, for its pastor, its board, its trustees, deacons, all the members, and for all those precious souls that are sojourning down here in Clarksville. Pilgrims, strangers, don't belong to the world anymore. They gave up everything of the world, sold all they had, and bought this great pearl of great price. The Lord Jesus, who gives us eternal life. We thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for these precious souls. I pray for each and every one. I think of Brother Jackson and how he's labored. Tried, strove, trying to feed the sheep and to make a meeting place for the pilgrims together at. Keeping them together, waiting for the coming of the Lord he and His wife and family. Sitting here behind me tonight, Brother Ruddle. He also is keeping them together, the little group that's sojourning up on 62. Brother Neville, I am the group up the tabernacle sojourning. And the others, Lord, that's present may be here from other places. We are looking for the coming of the Lord. Forgive us, Lord, as we assemble now together. We come in the name of Jesus, knowing that you promised to hear us. Whatever we'd ask in his name would be granted. Now tonight as we Open up the Bible to break into a little lesson. Now, we're not here to be seen or to be heard just as man. The people are not sitting in this room just to say, Well, I attended church tonight. We're expecting a visit from you, Lord. We're waiting for it. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And we ask you to break to us the bread of life. May the Holy Spirit take the few words, plant them down deep in the heart, strengthen those, Lord, who are feeble, and give joy to those who are strong, courage to those who are out of courage, health to those who are sick, salvation to those who are lost, and we'll bow our heads and give praise to thee. We ask it and commit ourselves with the word in Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to be remembered by this church as we start next week now in a journey across two nations to preach the gospel. Pray for us as we go along. And uh, if you got any friends around, you know the itinerary. Coming to the meetings would be, or could come, would be happy to have them in the meeting. We'll be praying for you all here, your pastor, different ones to keep the home bars burning now until we can get back. If Jesus comes before we come back, we'll meet you in that morning. If we got any other motive but that, God forgive us. Now, we want to turn for just a few words Tonight out of the the Bible, found over in the book of Joshua 24, 14th verse and 15th verse. I want to read from his word. Listen close to his word. Joshua 24, 14 and 15. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood, and in Egypt. And serve ye the Lord. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood are the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Amen. Lord bless the reading of his scriptures. I have a, some notes here that I would like to talk just a little bit from. And I want to take them text tonight to call it the conflict. The conflict between God and Satan. And now, just to teach it like a Sunday school lesson, where I've got several scriptures laying here, Um, in Eden, God knew his enemy and all the attacks of his enemy. A God is the infinite God, and the infinite God is the perfection of the perfections. He knew all things before they ever was. And therefore, if this infinite God could have looked forward and did and seen the end from the beginning and knew that he would have children on this earth, his own blessed children, don't you believe that he would provide for them the best that he could provide? Would not you tonight to your children, that was helpless little fellows who can't take care of themselves, don't you struggle and work? and do everything that you can to provide the best that you can or able to provide for those children. Because you are a father, a parent, and if that being the, the what I would say, the, the trueness and the thought of an earthly parent in parenthood, originated in God, because he was the first parent. Don't you think that God, seeing what Satan would be, what Satan would do, he gave to his children and provided for them the best thing that could be provided for them, to Knowing what the enemy's attack would be, God fortified his children. Amen. We take the war. When a general goes out to meet another general in war, and uh, this general, if he's a real true citizen of this nation that he represents, and he surely would be to be a general, and uh, he first thing he studies the enemy's attacks. He knows what he's going to do, how he's going to work, because he kind of went over and spied out. We got spies everywhere, you know. There's American spies in England, there's American spies in France, there's American, and the German spies here, and uh, no matter how friendly we are, we still got spies. And we're spying out some kind of a a nuclear weapon. Then we find it, take it back to the country. Then what it is, they get ready. When war does come, they know how to attack their enemy. And if we know God knew this great warfare was coming on between right and wrong, and He knew what the enemy is going to do, He knows just exactly how to equip His people. Amen. So, if we notice, the very first thing that God equipped His children was, being infinite, He knows what it took to defeat Satan. Anytime, place, anywhere, on any condition. Now, He wouldn't say, I'll give them something here. And then a few years later, I may study out something better to give them. And uh, then, after a few years later, like we in military force, old bow and arrow and sledge, rock hammer, and then the next with the, after the bow and arrow come the musket, and after the musket come the spring field, and, and now the, the atomic weapons and things. See, we keep growing more, but God at the beginning gave His children the atomic weapon. Amen. Because He's the infinite God. Amen. Now, seeing there was going to be a conflict, and there was going to be a battle, God equipped his children with the right kind of ammunition, the right kind of attack, the right kind of everything that they had need of that would sweep them all the way from Eden to the rapture. What was it? The Word. The Word. That's what defeats Satan, is the Word. Amen, amen,
1: amen.
0: It'll defeat him anywhere, any place. Now, why do we want to substitute something else when we've already got the best thing that there is?
1: Amen.
0: The Word. And we find Jesus on earth, just to prove this is the best equipment, when Satan come in hand-to-hand combat with Jesus, he never just reached over with his power and tied his hand. He just took the same weapon that God gave in the Garden of Eden, his word, and said, it's written. Amen. It is Amen. the word. And we find Jesus on earth, just to prove this was the best equipment, when Satan come in hand-to-hand combat with Jesus. He never just reached over with his power and tied his hand. He just took the same weapon that God gave in the Garden of Eden, His Word, and said, It's written. It's written. And He punched Him right out of the ring with it. That's right. Because it's God's best. And look where it is. It's not just for one or two in a church. It's for every one of us. Every believer has a right to take this Word and fight the enemy anywhere you meet Him. Anywhere you meet the enemy, this word is what you have to use. And Jesus proved it when He comes. So He equipped His children with the word for their protection against the enemy. When the all out warfare comes and the battles and uh, setting the raid, then there's only one thing a real soldier can use, a real Christian soldier, that's thus saith the Lord. Amen. Walk right out there and meet the enemy. With assurance that nothing thousand may fall at your right and ten thousand to the left, but it won't come nigh of thee. Amen. Just remember that God made this statement and give this to his children, and it's the best that's ever been yet. Amen. Satan in Eden when he first come to these attack to attack the person, knowing the children of God was fortified with this Word, Satan attacked the Word! See? He never attacked the being. He attacked the Word first. Look at that sneaker, lizard, what he does today. The first thing he can't lay it on saying, well, that's not a good person, that's a good person, see? But the only thing he tries to do, no matter how good the person is, is to get him to deny that Word. Amen. That's just the only thing he wants to do, get you to deny that Word. So Satan tried to, to attack the Word in the Garden of Eden, so he had to have something now that he could use to, to the human being would look better than that Word. Right. See? He had to have something that would look better to the human being than Word. And you know what he used? Reasoning. Just what we say common sense. So that's what he used. And it succeeded. So that's what he used all along. <laughs> but God can't give nothing else but his word because that's what he chose first. And when God makes a decision, it has to ever remain that way. And Satan. Tuck reasonings and tuck the reasonings and attacked the Word and Chuck Eve off the path. Right. right. By reasonings, human reasonings. Now, the only way a sheep could have uh, got to disbelieve God's Word, it had to be appealing. And Satan knows how to make reasonings appealing.
1: Amen.
0: It has to appeal to you. And sin is very appealing. Amen. And there's only one sin, and that's unbelief. Amen. So it's really appealing. Satan makes sin so appealing to you. Just stopping here for a few minutes. I've often thought as a young man and read about uh, different nations and the morals of the country, and i heard different people tell me about. Uh, especially in, uh, down in France, down in the place called Pig Alley, and how that um, the people were so immoral. Well, I thought if I ever go in there, I'll see them people down there, women coming out, you know, reprobates with such a old haggy look, you know, and mean. And I went down and. Big alley, the first night me and three more ministers. Rather what a surprise we got. Now Satan's too smart for that. He isn't going to produce something like that. But some of the prettiest girls I ever seen in my life was there. Appealing. Certainly. Sin is appealing and attractive. Satan has got a fork and hooks and a, and a, and a pointed tail and, and like that. He isn't old John Barley corn out with coat hanging up and ears hanging down. He's a slicker. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Appealing. Sin isn't just rude like you think it is. It's very appealing. Therefore, we have to watch it close. We're just... Get to that in a little bit. I thought of something else. So, uh, uh, how Satan makes it look so real, it's appealing to them. But if they would have just stayed fortified with the Word, let the Word be their fortress, then, see, uh, they'd been fortified, they'd been behind the Word. The word would have been in front of them always, Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Right or left. Thus saith the Lord. Like those angels down there that day when Isaiah met in the temple. He thought he was getting along pretty good. Fairly good preacher. The king liked him real well, but the king was taken from him one day. And he knelt at the altar and fell into a vision and saw angels with wings over their faces and over their feet and flying with Two wings are singing, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Amen. See? Every which way they went, Ezekiel saw the picture of the vision. This way the Spirit of God was moving, it had the face of an ox. This way it had the face of a lion. And every way it went, it had a face. Everywhere it went, it was fortified. The word of God, there's no way around. Fortified all the way around, everywhere. Thus saith the Lord. Amen. Thus saith the Lord. Amen. You're walking, you're talking, your business, you're associating everything. Put the word of God first. Amen. So I believe I'll go tonight and um this little dance just won't hurt anybody. Could you take Thus Saith the Lord with you? I believe if I could pull this little deal, it or oh, just a little bit shady, but could you say, "Thus saith the Lord"? With it, See? always take Him first. Keep fortified, for He is our fortress. It's strange, but do you know you have to ignore before. In order to believe the devil's lie, you have to ignore and deny God's truth first before you can believe the devil's lie. you ever think of that? You have to deny the truth first before you can believe a lie right after to deny it. Eve got from behind it and lost the battle as soon as Eve Satan was standing out there shooting his targets. She said, but the Lord said. And then he shot again. She said, but the Lord said. So then he shot again another way. But the Lord said. But Satan raised up back there and said, but wait just a minute. If the Lord did say that, let me just tell you something. You see, you're not wise like God. You don't know right from wrong. But if, listen, wouldn't you love to be wise like God? Why, he said, yes, I, I, I believe I would. Maybe something like that. I believe I would like to just know all the wisdom of God. I like to know what's right and wrong. I don't know it. Well, I tell you. Now, she said, but, but the Lord said, well, oh, but surely, you know, he's a good God. He won't do that. See? Right there she broke the hole, to so he could shoot. Right there she made the wrong stop. Right there. Stopped a little bit. Now let me say something to you Christians down here. Don't you never stop one second for the devil. Don't stop to reason it out. When you start to reason it, the devil comes right in. You cannot reason God. You cannot understand God. You've got to just believe God. Amen. See? I can't explain God. Nobody can. I can't explain many things. But the only thing, I just believe it because he said so. Amen. Now, there's none of us can explain it. Don't try to explain it. Don't get with these unbelievers and say, Well, now, look, your pastor out there, Jr., I even pray for the sick. Now, you're all crazy down there. There's no such thing as divine healing. say, All right, there isn't for you then. You're an unbeliever. And just walk right on. Amen. It's just for our believers. See? Don't re- well, y'all say you got the Holy Ghost. There's no such a thing as the Holy Ghost. It isn't for you, then it is for me. It's for one, see, see, don't reason. Don't try to reason. It hasn't got no reasoning.
1: Amen.
0: You just believe it. You don't reason a thing. Because remember, the only way that you can accept God is by faith, Amen. not by reasons, not by understanding, not able to explain. You don't explain nothing. You believe something. Amen. Not what you feel. Jesus never said, Did you feel it? He said, Did you believe it? Amen. That's right. You just believe what God says. I can't explain to you how the, how could a, the greatest miracle that I could take up is a man who is like take a pig and tell that pig, You know, you're no more a pig. You're a lamb. And he becomes a lamb. See? That'd be hard to believe. Well, it's the same thing that takes place when you become converted from a sinner to a Christian. See, it changes your own opinions. It changes your own will. It changes everything that's in you. And it brings you into another life and gives you another spirit that bears forth another record. See? Then your old life has to die and the new one has to be born again. And then, see, you're no more the creature you was at all. That's when you become behind the blood, fortified with the Word, don't try to explain nothing, just believe it and go on. Amen. Lord, I believe, Amen. Savior, raise my faith in thee, till it can move them out. Amen. Lord, I believe, for all my doubts are buried in the fountain. Amen. What if Abraham had been asked? The doctors that come said, Abraham? You're a hundred years old. Your wife is ninety. How are you going to have a baby? Now, Abraham said, well, I'll tell you. It's like this. You see, there's going to be a time that we're going to drink a certain thing, and this is going to do this, and this kind of change is going Abraham couldn't explain that.
1: Amen.
0: Abraham would have said something like I don't know. I don't know no more about it than you know. The only thing that I'm resting on is he said we would have it, and I'm looking for it. Yes, sir. That's all it takes. Just take it, believe it. God said so, and that that settles the whole thing. Because God said it. Now, we find out Eve losing the battle. She got from behind the Word, raised up on top of the trench and said, You don't say so. Is that the truth? She's lost right there. Well, you know, we don't teach that over at our church. We believe that what he said here, yeah, but listen dear, you know better than that. Your own common sense would tell you that that's not right. Why well, I heard them people just cry and cry. they they crying about, see? Now, our own common sense would show you that they're just worked up, they're emotional, see? If you stop to listen to that, you've lost the battle. If they say, oh, now, wait a minute, your doctor said that that um, you had TB, and it's uh, it's in an advanced stage. There's no way forever you get over that TB. The doctor said there wasn't. Now, don't common sense say that? Well, if you're going to rely upon reasonings, you might as well make ready to die. But if you're going to what the Lord gave the promise and you can believe it, it changes the whole program. Amen. Now, the same way it changes is the same way it changed for me down there. Amen. See? I just believe it. Don't know how i done, but there was a new creature come. Amen. I used to, I'd shun church. I, a guy told me when I used to box, was I was fighting my fifteenth professional fight down here at Evansville, Indiana, and hired McLean, many of you knew all the people knew him there. And I was walking up the street. And Howard was a welder waiting. I was a bantamweight. And I was fighting Billy Frick from Huntington, West Virginia. had on a blue suit like this. And then days, I had a little hair. And I was walking up the street with each supper about 3 o'clock, getting ready for the fight that night. was going in there to rest and then have her hands wrapped. And Howard said to me, he said, you know what, Bill? I said, what? He said, you look like a little Baptist preacher. And he could have called me anything. I turned around and I said, now, wait a minute, Howard. Now, you laugh when you say that. He <laughs> about that high. But I was ready to climb right on him. I to up doing no preacher. <laughs> and now the greatest compliment that he could have given me. Amen. Oh, when somebody said, Brother Raymond, you look like a preacher. I'd say, praise God. Amen. See? What's the matter? I died. Amen. And I'm a new creature. Amen. How did I do it? I took his word. Amen. Brother Branham, what kind of medicine, what formula did you take? I didn't take any. <laughs> How did he do it? I don't know. <laughs> Amen. But anyhow, I believed it. Amen. I never took nothing. I just believed it. And he raised me up from what I was, a sinner to a Christian. Amen. He did it because I took his word. He'll do the same thing by sickness. You'll do the same thing by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You'll do the same thing by any promise he gives. But see, what, what's my subject? The conflict. The conflict, Satan tries to get you to reason about it. Right. And don't you do it. Right. But after you become a Christian, then you are fortified by the Word and any promise in the Word. I was going to say that. (laughs) You are, when you become a Christian, you're placed behind the Word of God. See? Now there's your fortress. Safety. Oh, my. Every promise in that is yours. All the thing you have to do is just reach to get it and go right on with it. How you know it's going to work? I don't know how it's going to work. Explain to me. I don't know. The only thing I know that God gave His children the best attack that they could have and the best thing to attack with.
1: Because
0: He knows the working of the enemy. Now, let's, let's diagnose that down. Like take the chemistry of the blood or the chemistry of water or whatever it is. See, let's, let's diagnose it down. Why? Why did He give the Word? Because, are you ready? The Word is eternal. See? And if God made a promise that is eternal and there's nothing, nowhere can stop it. They couldn't uh, turn every atom upside down and turn it backwards. could never pierce the Word of God one little word. Hmm? Because Jesus said, Both heavens and earth will pass away, but my word shall never fail. Hmm? That's the best weapon there is. It's the Word of the eternal God. Now, what is the Word of God? The Word of God is God Himself. Amen. So God gave the believer himself.
1: Amen. 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 That's right. Amen.
0: It's God himself. Amen. He gave the believer himself to attack the enemy. Body. Amen. In other words, he's the Father, and the Word is God, Then the Word is our Father. We are born by the Word. Amen. Amen. And he's standing in the forefront for his children. There you are. He's standing out there for his children. What are we scared about? The rapture sure? The coming sure? Every blessing that's been promised is ours. All belongs to us. Now, if we kind of slack up and say, uh, Satan, say, come right over this side. I'll reason that out with you. Uh-uh, you got behind Father then, see? Yes. Once you do that, you stay right where Father stands. Yes. Right where it says, it says, Thus saith Father. <laughs> see? Yes. Thus saith my Father. Thus saith my Father. It's going to defeat him as sure as the world has got to. All right. But when you get out from behind that, like Eve did, the battle's lost. Now, poor Eve, she listened. She lost her place. All right. And then God chose man the Holy sport. And he has ever since. That's where many times people in these last days uh, sometimes say, Why could you uh, not think that the lady could do just as good a job in the pulpit as the man? I'm not disputing that. Not at all. Sometimes a lot better than I could. Many of them. But you see, we have to take what God did, see? Right there, Eve was the one who broke down the bars. And Adam did not break the bars, No, sir. But because he loved his wife, he walked right out with her, see? So God chose man to hold the fort. Now, the next we find out then, after the battle was lost there, at the time of destruction, come to them. Uh, uh, The next time, there was a a change of the dispensations. From that time, we know how the battle went. We know that Lee lost the battle because she relied upon her reasonings instead of her faith in God's Word. Let's repeat that. She relied upon her own reasonings instead of having faith in God's Word. It reasoned out. Therefore, she broke the front lines and the enemy rushed in, and then death struck the world. Now, therefore, God never did trust it again with the women to hold that front line with man. And now the next change of dispensation, the conflict started. And I'm looking at a scripture here. I believe I'll just start and read it. How much time do we really? Do you really preach on this? It just about? It won't take just about six hours more, and we'll. You know. And so we yeah,
1: have.
0: I didn't mean that, folks. I let's start over here. You and your Bibles. Let's read just a few minutes. I just love to read it as we go along, and then it's God's word all along. Let's start at the change of the dispensations again from the Adam Adamic dispensation onto the Noah dispensation. Now, now just before that time comes, let's just look at, the, at the what's taking place. Let's chart, start with the sixth chapter of Genesis and just read a few verses. And it came to pass when man began to multiply on the face of the earth and the daughters were born unto them. And the sons of God saw the daughters of man, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Now, let's just compare that. Now, remember Jesus said, As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Now, watch Reading is close now, just like a Sunday school lesson for just a verse or two, then I'll go right on with some more scriptures. Came to pass, when man began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, man, see, the sons of God saw the daughters of man. Now, did you notice that? sons of God saw the daughters of man that they were fair and they took them wise of all they chose. All which they chose. Now, the great many of the theologians, I don't want to be different, I don't mean to be, but many of you know that theologians believe that these fallen angels that had fell by Lucifer's line uh, tucked themselves wives. They were fallen angels, actually, sons of God, that fell from grace, cast out into the earth, pressed themselves into flesh, and tucked wives. I, I just a little don't think that just makes reasonings with the Scripture. Because the first place, before a fallen angel could make himself a man, he would first have to be a Creator. And uh, there is only one Creator, and that's God. So that would wash it out. Another thing, the sons of God took daughters of man, and did you know the Bible? never denotes sex in angels there's no denoting of sex in angels and there's no place in the bible where there's a woman angel because a woman is a byproduct of a man it'll all be the same like adam was both adam and eve to begin with see she was taken from his side so it it disqualifies their argument that this was fallen angels but if you will excuse me and not try to think that I'm trying to make a know-it-all here, but just to give my, my thought of it, I think these sons of God, was the sons of Saith, saw the daughters of the Canaanites, the Cain, Canaan, that they were fair. Because the sons of Saith, came was the son of Adam, who was the son of God. Amen. But the son, the daughters of Cain, who was the son of uh, Satan. Now, you notice, they noticed just at the end before this Andalusian destruction that the daughters of the Canaanites were fair, pretty, attractive. You get it? Now, Jesus said, As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Women, attractive. What kind of women? Canaanites. See? Taking the sons of God. See? Sons of God taking the Canaanite women. The extreme beauty of women has so increased in the past 50 years, to pick up a picture of 50 years ago what a, an attractive woman looked like. I was looking the other day in a history of the wars, and how that Pearl White, about a hundred years ago, when she was stabbed by Scott Jackson, her lover. And the looks of the woman. Now, also, of Mary Bonneville, and many of the so-called attractive women of 50 to 100 years ago, compare them with the women today, they wouldn't stand in a shadow. Certainly not. Burly, women has become dainty, feminish, and so forth, more attractive, and it, what is it? They dress themselves more attractive, where well, the women used to wear great big dresses and sleeves and long skirts and uh, hid their body because they didn't want man lusting for them. Yeah. They live for one man it chose them for wife. Today, the, the women pour themselves into little clothes. And uh, immorality is on such a move and a rampage till it's it's beyond even thinking. It was so striking when I read analysis the other day of Chicago when I was there, New York, Los Angeles, Birmingham, and, and many of the great outstanding cities to this club or the social clubs has come together in such a way that families after families through neighborhoods join into this club. And they go to a certain meeting place, take their keys, throw them into a hat. The woman reaches in, and gets the key, and that's her husband until they meet again. That's our American women. You see, it goes to show that back again, it started in the beginning with women by sex, and it ends up the same way at the end. Now... Not, God didn't bless it for an honest and good woman. Read over in Isaiah when he said how that those will escape in the last days, the daughters of Zion, that will escape all these damnable things that's up on the earth. Now, the sons of God saw the daughters of man that they were fair and took them wives, all which they chose. Now, a great sign of the end time. Let's read another verse. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. Immediately after this took place. Marrying. Luke tells us that. I got it wrote down here. I think Luke seven twenty-seven said that how, or Luke seventeen twenty-seven said that how that they married and given marriage in the days of Noah. See how it was the same thing. Man looked upon the attractiveness, sons of God supposed to be holding a fort, looked upon the daughters of man. Man. How they become so attractive, fair. And they took to them wives and they married and gave in marriage. Same thing they're doing today. See? And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. And there were giants in the earth in those days. And also, after that, when the sons of God came to the daughters of man, and they bare children to them, and the same became mighty man, which were of old man-renowned. Notice, these smart, Educated Canaanite women, not from kings' lineage, married these humble peasant boys of Seth and from there became giants and were renowned. We find out that they become great scientists, great workers of wood. Great, smart, educated people, and they had a, a great economy, and they lived in such a scientific age until they built pyramids that we couldn't build today. They built the Sphinx and many great marks that we see in the rock, in sands of time that we could not reproduce today, because those people leaned upon their knowledge and become scientists and smart men and renowned men. But the sons of God that stayed humble stayed away from such things as that and relied upon God,
1: Amen.
0: knowing that they were going to inherit all things in the
1: end.
0: Amen. See? So the people they say, they're smart. They got all this. We do all this so much smarter than we was. And we're so much farther away from God than we were. Amen. You draw yourself right away. All right. I won't take no more time to read on down. Sometime, when you get a chance, read it on down. The sixth chapter of Genesis. How that those things happen just a little mark. I thought I'd read that. had it wrote here that I would read that just a verse or two to show you the parallel of Noah's time to this time. Now we see that people are marrying and giving to marriage. We see the beauty of women that has taken off their clothes to become attractive to the sons of God. Now not just laying of, this part of the message upon women. I'm thankful to have women like here. That's ladies, young women, that's still decent and honorable, that don't put on. Now, the, the average woman today is back in fig leaves just like Eve was. And fig leaf is actually a man-made system. Shorts, smoking, bobbed hair, attractive. what are they doing for? To appear to their husband? If they do, then he isn't the son of God. He's a Canaanite. And then, if he's a son of God, he'll tell you, wash your face and put you on some clothes. See? Right. Now, God in this time, he chose to send his word again for his children. And he chose a prophet. And the word of the Lord come to the prophets and Noah, and Enoch. What a beautiful time. And someone, many times, people, uh, I know some have questions they didn't get to answer. They asked that question. Said, Brother Brenham, I disagree with you. The precious brother that wrote some of the nicest articles that I'm going to now, Brother... Um, what's, that guy, what's that guy's name? We're going to preach for up there now. This next meeting up here in South Pine, or Southern Pine. Parker. 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 Ta- Thomas Parker. He said, there's one thing that I have to disagree with Brother Branham. He said, he believes that the church will not go through the tribulation. He said, I believe the church goes through the tribulation for purification. What happened to the blood of Jesus then? <laughs> there's no place in any parable or in any word that the church goes through the tribulation. they I have to put that on these men. It's not bald headed. They don't get horse so quick. Um, there's no place where the church ever goes through the tribulation period. Christ's blood and the fullness of the application of the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses all sin. And why do we have to be purged? Amen. We are purged daily. Amen. No tribulation. Listen. Listen to what Jesus said in St. John 5, 24. He that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come to the judgment Amen. but has passed from death unto life. Amen. 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 Enoch, prophet, nor is a type of the Jews a remnant, God's servant, and Enoch, the great prophet who prophesied of the Lord coming, was translated raptured before the flood. Amen. Noah was carried through for uh, to preserve seed on the earth. Now, God sent his word by his prophet Noah. And when Noah and Enoch began to prophesy, and then just before the flood struck what happened? Enoch went up. Yeah. Noah went through. Yeah. See? Enoch was translated. Noah's sign was watching Enoch. When Enoch come up missing, then Noah knew the flood was at hand, because yeah. he's keeping his eye on Enoch. Now, Satan, in this time, set up the same system that he did in the Garden of Eden, reasoning against the word of these prophets. Amen. Amen. Same thing. Now, Amen. Satan set his system up. He had more than one or two people to deal with now. He had billions to deal with. In Andalusian time, more people have what they are now. They've multiplied all over the face of the earth. There's a great... Uh, Of earth, of people in that time, probably far more than there is now. And now look, Satan, in order not to set up with one with ease, he's setting up a system. What was it? To combat the word of the Lord that came to the prophets. Uh, You get it? He uses that same old tactic every time. And God stays with his thing. The word. Here come Noah and Enoch. But thus saith the Lord, building away on an ark. Now, notice Satan's system laugh at God's system. Now compare that with today. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Holy Lord, and what more, see? Yeah. Scoffers, the Bible says. Yeah. They laugh at God's system. Satan's system laughed at God's system. They thought it didn't stand up to their own science and reasoning. Amen. Now they said that old fella up there on the hill building a ship, and he says there's some water coming down from up there. Now we've got the best scientists in the world. Now they probably have a radar that they can shoot from to the moon and what more. And can prove that there is no water there. Now, how's the end coming down? Old fellow, you're crazy. But I've got dust, saith the Lord. Built right away. Stood right at the door of the ark, preaching the gospel and building away and watching Enoch. When he came into the evening, he said, did they take it down there? No, they laughed at me. They threw it, rotten eggs at me and everything else. Did the same thing up here, but let's pound right away. <laughs> oh, they call me a holy roller and everything else, but that's all right. you all gathered in for a prayer meeting and went on just the same. See, just exactly the way it's doing today. Because they know they were fortified because they were standing behind dust. Sayeth the Lord. Amen. Not Now, a common, ordinary reader would say, oh, that's nonsense. A woman once said, one time I was, uh, this boy taught uh, Sunday school at the Baptist Church. And I was preaching up there one night, and I met him downtown. I was on my bicycle. I <laughs> downtown. I met him. He was on a bicycle. He pulled over his side. He said, Billy, i come up to hear you the other night. And said, I was enjoying what you're saying. So that woman got to crying and going on, all that people saying amen, and said, I just couldn't stand it, see. He said it made shivers on up my back. To hear them people, Amen, right like when you're saying something. I said, Brother, it didn't affect me like that. I said, uh, said I said, you, I said, You don't believe in saying Amen and that little shouting and things they're doing? He said, No, I don't believe that. I said, if you'd ever get to heaven, you'd freeze. I said, because if that made a shiver run over your back, what's it going to be when the angels are standing before God day and night screaming, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, holy, 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 holy." Well, this is the quietest world you'll ever live in. (laughs) Right. In hell, there's going to be weeping and wailing, And heaven is going to be screaming and shouting. So you're in the quietest place you'll ever be right now. Amen. So you might as well get used to it one place or the other. So I'd just rather take my choice and get behind God's Word, wouldn't you? Just keep pushing it on. It's thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord. Just keep pushing on. All right. Yeah, it didn't stand up to their scientific specification. And today, when they see the Spirit of God that can discern the thoughts of the heart as God said so, tell forth and foretell, speak in tongues, interpret all these different gifts, They say, that's a telepathy. See? They try to bring it in. They say, well, we see it being done, but you know what it is? It's just a human telepathy. But it's thus saith the Lord. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. That's all How long? To the end of the world. They don't stand up to their scientific uh, research. So they laugh at it. And they did the same thing in the days of Noah. Oh, yes. It don't stand up to their reason. You can't reason it out, but it's God's Word just the same. Alright, so Satan started his attack upon the Noah group just like he did in Eden, and each one had to choose by faith. Whoa, amen.
1: Not something you want, but by faith.
0: And the only way that you can by faith believe a denominational lie is to refuse God's word first. You're thinking about salvation, this is it. And the only way that you can disbelieve it, you have to put your faith on a counterfeit lie of the devil by reason instead of believing God's word that you've got to be born again. And when you are, these signs shall follow in the blink. Oh, I
1: love
0: this. Amen. Amen. That sounds good to me. See, <laughs> believe his word. No matter what anybody else said, God said so. God said so. Say, well, this is so and so, but God said so. Amen. Well, we Presbyterians, I don't care, what God said so. Amen. We're bad, I don't care, God said so. See? We're Catholic, God said so. See? See, right like this. Well, our pastor's got it, uh, so many degrees, but God said so. Our Pope's got this, our Bishop's got this, but God said so. Amen. Right there. It's your fortification is fortified in the Word of God. Amen. Wrapped up. While you're you baptized in the Word.
1: Amen. <laughs>
0: Hallelujah. Amen. By one Spirit, we're all baptized into one body. That body's Christ. Is that right? Amen. Yes, sir. By one Spirit, all baptized into the body of God. Then you're baptized into God. You're fortified with God. His word is your fortress. He's a mighty tower. The name of the Lord is a mighty tower. The righteous run into it and are saved. He's my fortress, my buckle, my shield, my shoes, my hat, my coat, my heart, my heart. Oh, God. All in all. God, wrapped up in him, dead to the world, rose with him in resurrection. Not I live anymore, but Christ that lives in us. We're looking for the coming of that glad millennium day when the blessed Lord shall come and catch His waiting right away. Amen. Oh, the world is groaning, crying for that day of sweet release when our Savior shall come back to earth again. Amen. And the meek shall inherit the earth. Each had to choose by faith. You have to do it. You, today you have to believe the, the lie of the devil or believe the Word of God. Amen. That's either one. Now we find out. Let's take Noah for just a minute before we leave here. I can imagine Noah. You know, he had some things to go through. I imagine he'd go down on the street and saying, "Judgment is coming." Why they? How do you? What kind of a judgment? God's going to strike this sinful nation. The sons of God have married into the daughters of Cain and. There they are. Look what you've become to. You You're turned from God. You've got your great religious system. You've got all these things. But God shall strike the earth.
1: Right.
0: Amen. Said poor old fellow, is trying just let him alone See, He's, But he had thus saith the Lord.
1: Amen.
0: He could prove what he was saying. Amen. But they didn't believe that. See? He had the word of the Lord. Now, maybe day after day. And they laughed and made fun. The children maybe hawed at him, but Noah went right on preaching anyhow. Amen. And all these family and all the converts went right on believing, anyhow. Amen. All that was following Noah, believed Noah. Amen. That's right. They had to make the choice to believe what the world said or believe what this mighty anointed prophet said. Amen. So he said, Now watch, Enoch is going to leave one of these days, church. And when he does, when Enoch goes away. We better get in. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We're going to miss Enoch. He's going to be taken up, so we better get in. So they watch closely as the days pass by. That's why God said, "I've had enough of their cheering. I've had enough of their insults. I'm going to bring it. Take the animals down. Go up there and hallelujah about five times, and the birds will come flying. All the lions and everything else will come two by two. Father, praise the Lord about four or five times, and here they'll come. Amen. Now, so Noah got ready, and he, all the animals went in, and then Noah himself went in. And so, when he went in, I guess the last thing he said was standing in the door and saying, It's thus saith the Lord. Amen. The last call. That's where we're standing today. I, I, honor. Amen. At the door of the ark. Christ is that door. If you take that literally and want to work on it a little bit, take over in Revelations between the Philadelphian and the lady of St. Age, he said, I'll set a door open before you. You to it. See? That's the hour we're living. Just before the destruction, an open door. But they wouldn't listen. Now They turned him outside. I stood in the door and proclaimed, the hour is at hand, and when the word of God that I spoke will be fulfilled. Amen. That's right. Into the ark he went. And when he went into the ark, you know what? God shut the door. Oh, my. Nobody had to shut it. God shut it. That was all. The last chance to be saved was gone. So I'd imagine the kids got arm and arm around that about 500-yard ark there, and the old folks walked away and said, Well, that old fellow was smothered to death in there. See? So uh, all making fun of him just the same many Jerry and you know every person now listen maybe this will help you listen close when you take God's word and follow God's word there's many times that after you've already done all you can do your faith is put to a test nobody here but home folks I'm standing on that ground right now Right, I don't know what to do. The revival's over, you see. I don't know where the next call is. I'm just, just standing nervously looking and wondering what's next. Noah went in. He followed the will of God. God shut the door behind him. But it never rained for seven more days. Wonder what Noah thought all that time in there. Noah's sitting in the ark. The doors shut. He thought, just any time, children, you'll hear it. We'll pull the door, the lid up here on top. there's up on the top floor. You know the animals and on the bottom, the birds and the next, and they was on top. That sun, all in the morning, there'll be a, there'll be something over there, dark, and the rain'll come. But the next morning, up comes the sun. Maybe some people kind of halfway believe Noah. Might have went up there, stood around the ark, and said, you know what, that old man might have been right we better stand here. Well, then they've seen a mistake. God's prophets make no mistake. God's Word can't fail. you heard me preach on about Jonah going to Nineveh. They said he was backslidden. He sure wasn't. He was right in the will of God. (laughs) Exactly. He had the Word of the Lord and he walked in it. Aaron Noah said, now children, all of you get around and you'll see the first cloud that ever come in the sky. It'll come over in the morning. Well, the sun come up. Well, maybe about nine o'clock. We'll watch it. Nine o'clock, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, three, four, five, six. He shut the door yesterday, too. Some of them said, well, you know what? I'm going to agree with Sister Susie down there in that great, in her big church. That old man's crazy. See? He went up there and shut that door. and said the rain was going to fall. And there he said, since then there's nothing to do it. See? The sun coming right up went all across like it always did. No such thing as rain. So them lukewarm, halfway believers, half-hearted, that's not willing to take God plumb down to the end of the road, Amen. live or die, you see what I mean? Stand in your fortified condition. Live or die, sink or drown, stay right there just the same. When Abraham, the father of the faithful, pulled out the knife, pulled the hair back on his child's head to cut his throat, he said, I'm persuaded that God's able to raise him up from the dead end. He was willing to follow the word of God to the end. You get it? No matter what it is, stay right there. If everything seems to be you can't go one inch farther. Go that inch. And if you hit the wall stand there until God makes a way to it. First day passed. Second day passed. Third day passed. Fourth, fifth, sixth. You know Noah had a lot to do. I imagine some of his congregation said Dad do you think that we ought to climb out the window and think it's all a mistake? He said, no. <laughs> Amen. No, no. Who has that? The Tukino.
1: Amen.
0: Who has that? They closed that door. Yeah, right. Who has that that done all those things before us? Yeah. If he's led us this far and shut us in? Amen. 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 Let's Amen. stay with Him. Amen. That's it, church. Amen. If He's brought us up out of the world and let us this far and shut us in with Him. Amen. Amen. With the Holy Spirit all Amen. around us, in us and through us. Amen. Let's follow Him on through. Amen. That's right. The time will come. The time will come. Let the scoffers say what they want to. Then, on the seventh day, that morning, the people was out in the streets. they never seen such a thing. Clouds just come up, great roars of thunder, lightning flashing across the skies. By 7 o'clock, great big drops of rain begin to fall for the first time on the face of the earth. I imagine the birds just squawking. Every nature was all tore up. Man began to wonder and say, Get out your scientific instrument. Try your radar. Tell us what this all about. But it wouldn't work. We never seen anything like it in all of our lives. Well, by noontime, the streams would begin to swell. By the next morning, the rivers, the deep, had broke up. About the first three or four days, the waters was all over the streets, the floods. The people were coming up around the ark, beating on the door. Open up! <laughs> Noah's riding right along the way. She got about 20-something feet, up, I believe the Bible said, the ark picked up off, of the, off the ground, beginning to rock its way along.
1: <laughs>
0: they climbed to the highest peak, hung to the highest branch. They screamed, and everything that had nostrils to breathe perished. That wasn't in that ark. Amen. Everything that breathed died. Amen. They could scream for mercy. They could cry, but they had spurned God so many times until so there was nothing to do but bring His justice. Yes. And His justice was judgment. Amen. Same as He told Eve, the day you eat thereof, that day you die. Now, I want you to notice We've seen, we've seen now twice that the Word come in conflict with reason. And now it's come again. Reason against the Word. Now you can choose. Joshua said the same thing. He said, now, if you want to choose to serve the gods that your fathers did before the flood? See? Or do you choose to serve the gods of the Amorites whose land you possess? The fathers before the flood wrote through the flood that believed God's word. The Amorites that turned it down, gods give you their land. Amen. Now if you think it's evil to serve God, choose you this day who you'll serve. But for me and my house, we'll stay right with the Lord. Amen. Amen. I like that. The conflict. Notice. The day that the fort was broken in Eden, man went out. Amen. They went out, and the day that they kept the covenant of God in the Andaluvian destruction, they went in. They went out of Eden. They went into the ark. And on this third, they go up Amen. Amen. Go out, go in, go out. We see what they did two times. I'm going to stand with the Lord. Don't you want to? I want to keep the Word of God. Jesus said, As the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Right against wrong, light against dark, life against death, the Word against science. That's right. Scientific research will disprove the word as they think it does, but it don't disprove the word. Satan has his system at work again to get people to misbelieve the word of God. Satan's wrong way of worship, like Cain and like Balaam, they're very religious. Cain was religious. He brought an altar, made an altar. And frankly, Cain was more religious than Abel. Sure was. He done more for the Lord than Abel did. But Abel came in the way of the Word. That's all. He done more. He built a great denomination. <laughs> he built a great thing, a great Christian heritage, but you see, he came in the wrong way, it was it wasn't received. Now, wrong for it was contrary to the word. Balaam was just as religious as Moses. he came come with the same sacrifice, the same lambs, the same clean animals and everything, and prayed to the same God and offered sacrifice to the same God that Moses did. Amen. Though he came come in the wrong way. See? It was contrary to the Word, like it was in Eden. The Word won't mix with modern theory. Amen. See? You can't have modern theory. Now I'm closing. Listen close. The Word won't mix with any modern theory. It can't have a theory and have the Word. You've got to have the Word or the theory. Now which are you going to believe? If the Bible teaches the baptism is in the name of Jesus Christ and the church says it's Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, then who are you going to believe? If Jesus said you must be born again and the church says come join, now what are you going to believe? If Jesus said these signs shall follow them that believe, and the church says you're just a good member, who are you going to believe? Amen. If Jesus said the works that I do shall you do also, and the church says days of miracles is past, who are you going to believe? Amen. You see what I mean? I Extend your hour, write down those things, bring in those different things, how theory has built up a system to counteract the Word of God. Amen. Now, Christians, stay behind the Word. Amen. Yes, sir. Wrong way of life. Trying to mix it. Today they take these women that's dressed anyway, take these these men, if they smoke, drink, or anything else, make them deacons and so forth in the church, even pastors. These dressed women any way they want to dress and bring them in and make them sisters in the church. Don't you never try to get to heaven like that. It just won't mix with modern theory. So, we have two classes today that's professing. Now listen close in closing. We have two classes that's professing to be the bride of Christ. That's right. And the Bible speaks there'll be two classes. That's right. The wise virgin and the foolish one. Is that right? Amen. There's two classes. The church says, we are the church. We go out and add these great evangelistic campaigns, bring the people into the church. The women continue on with their way of doing. The man continue on with their way of doing. They never change their doctrine. they got it all wrote out and documented and set out. And those apostles' creed and certain prayers and all these uh, catechisms and everything that the Methodists and Baptists and Presbyterians and Catholic can all read, and they accept that catechism because some great man back behind said that was right, he might have been a great man, he might have been right, but he hasn't got the authority to say that because the Bible is God's authority, it's a written word of God, and any man that adds one thing to it or takes anything from it, the same would be taking as part out of the book of life. Amen. That can't be done so. Now, but we have two professionists. One said, well, we're the church. The other said, we're the church. All right, the wise and foolish, both aren't buying. But did you notice they both had vessels? That's right. They both was virgins, believers. They both had vessels. But Satan is more than a match for us. We know that. We know that Satan is way more than a match for any human being. Don't you ever try to do it with your wisdom outsmart him. You just can't do it. Jesus knew this. So he sent to the church that so Satan would not outsmart them a place to be fortified. He sent him the Holy Ghost. And the church does not claim to be smart. They just claim to believe. (laughs) Their preachers can't go out and show you their T-H-L-L-Q-U-S-T-D and all these other things. They don't have no great big inauguration times when they're ordained into some ministerial association. You know, I used to sing a little song, these people may not learn to be our boast of worldly fame. They have all received their Pentecost baptized in Jesus' name, and they're telling now both far and wide His power is yet the same. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes. They don't have these big things. They don't claim to know anything. They just claim to believe something. Jesus sent the Holy Ghost, which is Himself. He said, A little while, and the world seeth me no more. Yet ye shall see me, for I will be in you, be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Amen. Now, now, watch. Jesus knew it, so he sent the Holy Ghost to confirm the Word. Amen. Did you get it? Amen. See? Amen. To confirm to those who've taken their refuge behind the Word that He is in the Word. Amen. Let them out there live their life at the system. They say they're crazy. But Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, which is Himself, to get it to those that's behind the Word, like Abraham's group, Amen. to confirm the Word before them to show that He's still the Word. Amen. See that you've taken the right place. All right. Fire is the confirmation of the light coming from the Word. <laughs> they will fill the smart virgin, the wise virgin, had oil in her lamp. And she trimmed her lamp and lit it. Now what is it? Now the God is the Word. The oil is the Spirit. And the fire is the gospel light of that oil. Amen. Amen. God said so. See? That's the vessel. All right. The oil is in the vessel and the fire burning it shows that it's reflecting the light of what the Word said. Yeah. See? That's the reflection. Now, that wise version could do that. But that other foolish person was on the outside had no oil. And they couldn't reflect nothing but just their church and their denomination. See? Amen. Now, you say the Word, you said the Word was was Spirit. Yes, sir. God said my Word is Spirit. That's right. Amen. The true bride must be unified by the Word. Amen. Now, remember, if she is a part of Christ, she has to be the Word of Christ. And in order to be the Word of Christ, You have to be baptized into Christ. And when you're in Christ, you believe Christ, and Christ is the Word. Amen. 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 Do you believe it? Amen. Do you love Him? Amen. Will you serve Him? Amen. 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 He's the light of the world. Amen. He's the joy of our heart. Amen. He's the power of our life. Amen. 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 The, The bride must be unified, unified together by the word. Amen. My sheep hear my voice. And this is his voice on printed word. All right. Unified by the word. She makes herself ready, not with the regular creed, like Esther. When Esther was to be chosen to stand before the king, she didn't adorn herself with all the things, but she adorned herself with a sweet, meek spirit. (laughs) That's what... The bride's adorning herself with, Amen. with all of the fruits of the Spirit. Following it, what she got, assembling together in the fellowship of the Word. Amen. 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 Fellowship of the Word. Amen. That's right. Fellowshiping, setting together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus tonight. One accord, one place, one Spirit, one mind, one hope, one God. One purpose. Amen. 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 See? There you are. Every time the Bible says anything, we say, Amen. Hmm? Punctuating every word with Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ, same yesterday, forever. Amen. Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 See, Everything is, Amen. 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 Right on down, see? And fellowship. Fruits of the Spirit. What you got, what is the fruit of the Spirit? Joy. Joy of our heart, knowing it is coming soon. Amen and amen and amen. Peace of mind. Why? Peace of mind. Peace of mind know what no matter what comes or what goes. Let the ship rock. Let the storms come. Let the lightning flash. The thunder roar. Whatever takes place, don't make a big difference. Atomic bombs can fall. You can build rock shelters, bomb shelters, whatever you want to. But she's still saying, Amen, Amen, Amen. 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 Why? She's forty-five. Amen. What? Forty-five? What? The word? The word? What? Made flesh,
1: Amen.
0: dwelling among us. Watching Him move among us in our assembly. See? There He is. So what difference does it make? Amen. Amen. Let the conflict go on. I've anchored my soul in a haven of rest to sail the wild seas of war. The, the tempest may sweep over the wild stormy deep, but in Jesus, I'm safe evermore. Amen. You say you're in Jesus and then deny His word? Something wrong. Amen. He always says amen to his own words. You know that. (laughs) True. All right. Assembling for fellowship. Joy, one of the fruits of the Spirit. Peace of mind. And faith in the Word. Peace, joy, faith, long-suffering, patience, gentleness. Faith. What kind of faith? What kind of way are you using your faith to fight the conflict? are you going to use your faith on some theory, on some reasoning, something? Isn't it reasonable if the most of people come to this church? Isn't this the big church? No, sir, it isn't. If that church don't preach every word of that Bible there and amen to every word of it, believe every sign, every wonder, and see that working right among them, I get away from it. Amen. No matter how big I little. See? Faith, love, joy, peace, and faith in the Word. Amen. So let Satan set up his guns. We've anchored. Amen. Amen. We don't claim to be great people. We are not great people in the sight of the world. We are humble people, peasants. We don't care for the world's riches. My friend tonight, I I started preaching this gospel. It's getting late, so I'm going to quit. Look, for the night, we started preaching about 30 years, something or 31 years ago about. 19 and 30, 31, somewhere along in there. I started preaching the gospel. Preach the same message. Never changed from it because it's the truth. Just stay right with it. Now tonight, I'm a middle-aged man. 53 years old. Grandpa. I love him more than I did back there. Because I've seen him in more trials and fights. And I've seen when I come to the place where it was so tempting when I said something like, No in the art, this will be. Now watch Oh mercy. God, what it will be. Stay there. It will be. Amen. The sun passed alone. It will be. Amen. Why you know, Brother Brown? God said so. It will be. It has to be. God Amen. said so. Amen. So I've anchored my soul in a haven of rest. And Jesus I'm safe evermore. Every what comes or goes, let's take it in that manner. Now let's bow our heads to give thanks to him. Is there someone here tonight who doesn't know him and hasn't anchored like that? You've never taken your great stand with the word of God, and you'd say, Brother Branham, I'm going to lift up my hand and say, remember me in prayer. I have never taken a stand like that, that I trust God no matter what come to pass. I'd take His Word no matter what anybody said or done. I still believe His Word. I want you to pray for me, Brother Branham. I believe the conflict's on, and I've taken my stand in the... I've never taken my stand yet. I want to take it on God's side and with the Word. How many then has already took your stand and standing behind the Word of the Lord? Raise your hand. Say, I'm so thankful that I did. God bless you 100%. Praise be God. Even little children raising up their hands. Oh, if this isn't real. Heavenly places in Christ Jesus, fortified by the Word. Fortified by the Word. With the presence of the Spirit here, vindicating, proving to us, like they did in the early days, the same gospel, the same signs, the same wonders, the same God, the same Word. Bringing the same things to pass. People standing up, The Spirit falling upon people with the gift of prophecy prophesies. One will stand, Spirit fall upon them and speak in tongues. They'll speak in tongues, hold their peace, and another will interpret it, and it shall come to pass. Oh, my. Then our great powers of the Holy Spirit, changing our lives from a life of sin, bringing us out of that and making us new creatures in Christ Jesus. How we thank the Lord. Heavenly Father, it's so good to be assembled with this group of your children tonight. These who are sojourning down here in Clarksville, so glad to see this church moving on, to see the pastor, not one disbeliever in the midst of the people. All of them in the refuge. Oh, how we thank Thee for that, Father. I'm thinking about a little antelope one time. He would got out of the refuge, and the hounds was after him, and he was running for dear life. And when he come to the fence where the refuge was, he hurdled the fence. And so happy he snorted and turned around and looked at those hounds because he was safe. They could not climb the fence. They wasn't built that way. If they touched the fence, they'd be knocked back with electrical shot. That's the way we are, Lord, when we get behind the fence of God's Word. The electrical power of the Holy Spirit stands our enemy off. He cannot hurdle the fence. He's not made that way. Father, we thank Thee that Thou has made us so that we could jump for safety, Lord, into Christ Jesus. We're so glad, Lord, safe evermore. We pray now that You'll bless this little church, its pastor, its loved ones. Bless all that's here tonight. Bless every minister. We pray for our precious and most noble brother, Neville. And now... As yesterday, Satan would try to pull him from the scene, smashing him into that car. And he would try to do something bad, but you was there on the scene. God, he tried to take me the other day down to the rifle range, but you was there on the scene. Tried to take Brother Willard Crace when he slammed into that pole, but you were there on the scene. Oh, it's so good to know you. As the poet once said, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest up on the promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord." How we thank thee for this. Bless our souls, forgive our sins, heal the sickness, Lord, that dwells among us. We know that these old mortal bodies are feeble, and they're rocking under the impact of sickness. And we pray that you will keep us well to preach the gospel. Let us live many happy years, if Jesus tarries. And may we all be ready for the rapture, all in the ark of safety, in Christ Jesus, by one Spirit, baptized in there, up on the upper floor, where we can see the light of the gospel shining in, and punctuate every word with amen. Grant it, Lord. Bless them and keep them. I claim them for jewels for your crown, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The word sometimes is cutting, but we love it that way. The word of God, said Hebrews 4, is sharper than a two-edged sword. It cuts off everything, two ages, coming and going. And it's also more powerful, more quicker, cutting even to the sunder, into the marrow of the bone, and discerns the thoughts in the intents of the heart. What is it? The word. The word. See? And now, after we've had a, a real cutting, hard message, did you enjoy it? Amen. Yeah. Yes, the conflict. Aren't you glad you're 45 tonight? Oh, yeah. It builds faith and strength and hope to the church. Oh, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other yeah. grounds are yeah. sinking sand. Now, let's just worship Him for about two or three minutes, will you? Let's just close our eyes, raise our hand. Uh Sister, dear, give us the chord. I love Him, will you? Amen. you? Just lose yourself now. Worship. Let's look to one another and shake one of those hands and say, I... Is Kadesh Barnea. What did he do? Go up there and said, Man lives after death. I'll prove it to you. He goes up there to Kadesh Barnea, took the judgment of us all. Calvary. Died for our sins. They crossed the river of death. On that third day, he come back. The stone rolled back down the hill and he walked out alive. Some of them said, He's the Spirit. He said, Feel me. Has the Spirit got flesh and bones like I have? Said, you got anything to eat? They said, We got some um honeycomb bread down here i guess and some fish said so let's uh have a piece of it and he tuck and eat it and he said you see a spirit don't eat like i eat right. he said now you go up there to jerusalem and you start with the gospel from there and i'll send back to you the first fruits of the of your resurrection because i'll lift you up from unbelief from the word and make you have faith in this and believe and you'll be above sin and all unbelief and that way some will fall in one watch two watch remember the seventh watch did you remember that the seventh watch is when he comes. what was the seventh watch the seventh angel's message Amen. first watch they fell asleep second watch third fourth fifth sixth, all down to patira and all down to all the ages down to the lady of steam watch but in the seventh watch the voice can behold the bridegroom coming. Go ye out to meet him. Amen. And what? Amen. They awoke in trembling. i Shut it off. I thought I was trying to run these beautiful songs out. I wanted to get that tape. <laughs> do. Catch these songs as wow. Don't you love that? You know, I do love good old Pentecostal singing. But I always said I hate an overtrained voice. <laughs> One that holds her breath till they're blue in the face on some squeaky. And they don't they're not singing, they're just making a noise, see? I like that good old singing, you know, from your heart. Like, like, amen, (laughs) amen, amen, don't you? I like this, faith in the Father, faith in the Son, faith in the Holy Ghost, these three are one, demons will tremble and sinners awake, faith in Jehovah makes anything shake, Amen. Make the kingdom of the devil crumble and fall. Turn them big flash words on. Thus saith the Lord. That atomic word of God flies out there and just disintegrates Satan's kingdom. And the onward Christian soldiers goes marching as to war. That's right. All right. Let's sing again now. Everybody, to the top of your voice, with your eyes closed, hands up in the air. I love him. All right, sister dear. All right. I believe. I into your hands now we command our our being, do with us as you see fit. We're trusting you'll use us, Lord, to bring light to the others in our community and wherever we shall be led. And God, you watch over us now and protect us till we get to meet again. And bringing in precious sheaves, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Now, it's a pleasure to be with you all tonight, having a time of fellowship, I'm going to turn the... Pulpit it back to your beloved pastor, Brother Junior.